0: what Adelaide star Connor Rosie? very shortly. A lot of Olympic memories coming through on this International Olympic Day. Michael Diamond's three goals in the trap shooting. Dean Lucan in the 84 Olympics. In the weightlifting, what about this one from Skip? He says, Roy, Kieran Perkins, 1,500 metres, yes. Atlanta, 96. My favourite sporting moment. Later that day, I went on to kick the winning goal in the footy in the dying seconds. was quite epic, the day um, for Skip. It was actually my birthday, 96, when Kieran won. We were at the MCG watching Carlton beat Essendon, Stop and it was on the big screen in front of 100,000. It. it was massive. A little bit of dire straits there. Yeah, nice, mate. Not and the best my.
1: song. Let's go to Mile in. Hello, James.
2: G'day, Rowie. How are you going, guys?
1: You want to talk
3: about Jolly?" I do. Look, I um, I don't particularly like Joel,
2: and I do think he, he does do some things from time to time that push the boundaries a bit fast. Um, but probably what I do want to comment on also is is the message that gets sent by what happens on the AFL field down to um, the amateur league and, and even further down to the kids. So I've got a, a nine-year-old boy. Um, he's playing footy and You know, even in there, we see a few occasional jumper punches and the the real slamming tackles into the ground. Like, that even starts at at under nine, under ten levels. And so what happens, I think what, what people forget is what happens on the AFL field makes its way all the way through to junior grade.
1: Yeah, look, I hear that argument a lot, James, and no doubt it does. Remember, i got a lad that came all the way through as well. Monkey see, monkey do. But I'm always of this opinion, James, whether he's 8, 9, 10, 15, 16, 21. My son's now 21. Coaches and parents are responsible for that, not what they see on the telly. If they want to copy that and get away with it, they'll keep doing it. If they copy that and they get chipped by the coaches and the parents and parents of other people in other teams and including your team, we can all see it. That's how you stamp it out. I, I don't subscribe. These blokes share $13.7 million. They've got a massive, massive um, four points each week they're playing for. The stakes are enormously high. Underage football, it's not. So there's no need to be punching and copying what they do on the AFL circuit. You can copy an Eddie Betts goal. You can copy all the good things, technical things, and talent things. But those things, nah. I mean, it's gamesmanship. i tell you what. I... You punch a bloke in the opposite team in the guts to get him off his game. And I tell you, the blokes that Toby Green attacks when they do those jumper punches, it's to get that person off the game. And he's happy to pay a two grand fine for it. If he doesn't get a kick for the rest of the game, or these next three attacks on the ball, James, he gives away free kicks. Well, guess who's won?
0: Toby Green's won. Can I tell you? It's a bit of gamesmanship. The text messages completely disagree with you. Chris got one of the Adelaide ground redesign, yet a uh, eye gouge is fine. Somebody said that anyone with the brain knows that Joel is a class A niggler. And Mark said, gut-punching an unsuspecting person is gutless. If someone did it to me, I'd come out swinging. It's
1: gamesmanship. Thank you, James. I do get your point. And 99% of people are with you. I'm out in a rock like a shag. Hello, Craig.
2: G'day, you your Norwood legend. Um... Joel Selwood, <laughs> captain, yeah. of, captain of my football club. Yeah. You know why people bag him? Because they are jealous. They would love you. Would all love a Joel Selwood in your club? Everyone would love one. So the, the, the eye gouging, the, the first contact of the face on on Friday night, it wasn't a good look. Yeah, probably intentional. The uh, the stepping on the leg. You go back and look. Joel nearly ends up on the ground. That is not intentional. That was that was a football accident. Um. I can think of 119 reasons why the Port crowd boo him, but please, <laughs> when he comes to town, when he comes to town, please boo him. Please boo him louder, Port fans, because it fires us up. Please, please, Crows fans, boo Patrick Dangerfield a little bit louder, even though you've got the Chockeys in round one. But keep going. Boo him even louder. We'll see how we go. Well done, Chris Scott. You're alleged legend for defending your player. And more coaches will stick up for their players instead of sookie-sookie wawa, like Luke Beveridge. <laughs> oh, we don't know. We don't know what we're going to do when we fly to Perth. Maybe that's
1: why we lost. <laughs> Bloody sooks. Good on you, Craig. 310 games he's played Joel Seward Three premierships, I think that says it all. He's, he's done car. it all.
0: Six all the course years. So can he drop that out of his game? That's the question. He
1: doesn't need to. That's what makes him great. Let's go to our next guest.
0: Connor Rosie is brought to us by New Spot MG. We love having Connor as part of the show. Connor
2: Rosie, well played, Rosie Four. Rosie What a Oh, Rosie Rosie has
1: kicked. Let's go! Port Adelaide! Yay! He loves playing for Port Adelaide. Good on you, mate. Connor Rosie, welcome. G'day Roy, how are you going? We're just talking about Joel Seward. We opened up the lines. Um jumper punching and gut punching. Is a fine and a deterrent enough for that to get stamped out of the game or is it just gamesmanship?
3: yeah it's a hard one because it's it's one of those gray gray areas really where um, it kind of determines um, based on the outcome of the of the incident rather than what you're actually doing so it's always going to be hard to determine exactly what punishment you need to try and get rid of it but mm. um, it's not something that I've got as part of my game, but some people do, and um, yeah that's just how it is.
1: You ever been jump punched or put off your game by a little bit of niggle niggle?
3: Yeah, some people like to um, try and bring it in to get you off your game, but um, I don't think it fazes me too much. I think with the rules that protect us these days, you know that someone's not really going to take anything too far. So, um, yeah, some people like to play on the edge a little bit, but, um, yeah, that's just how it is.
1: You never got frustrated and thrown out an elbow or <laughs> punched a bloke in his guts or with an open arm got him in the in the um, sternum or stomped on his toe or grabbed <laughs> his Nurries, Connor? You, yeah, <laughs>
3: Uh, probably a little bit of a re- retaliation in the past, yeah. but um, I've tried to stamp that out. It's, um, it can get a bit frustrating when someone's doing that's it over it. and over, especially off the ball. But um, yeah, you just go try and um, just get on, get on with the game. Really,
1: that's it, and that's why it has to be a fine and not a suspension. I'd hate to see players miss games because they've retaliated because they've been picked on the whole game. I mean, it is something that is called gamesmanship. Hey, um, the Suns' impressive win. What do you think?
3: Yeah, it was nice to go up and um, get in, get a bit of warm weather. It's been pretty cold in Adelaide the last few weeks, so um, it was nice to get up there, and the boys put on a pretty strong display. We had a few things to touch up from the previous few weeks, and um, I think we had a pretty good attitude going into the game and, um, yeah, walk all over the four points, which is always nice.
1: Yeah, and you've kept your form going. Three, again, got in the, the best players. Um, you got your mojo back there, Connor.
3: Yeah, hopefully. Um, hopefully it continues for the rest of the season because it's nice to be... Um, able to have a little bit more impact on the game down forward, especially hitting the scoreboard. So, um, yeah, hopefully that transitions into the rest of the season because um, I feel like I've been, yeah, slowly, like you said, getting back into a bit of form.
1: Yeah. How tough was it for, uh, let's just call it the month, where the tide was out a bit on your form? How tough was that on you personally?
3: Yeah, not not too tough, to be completely honest. I think there's still things in my game where I was able to um, still help the team. It's obviously frustrating when you're not having as much impact as... Um, people think you should, or um, internally people think you should. But um, in saying that, I think I learnt a fair bit from it. That um, yeah, as soon as you're not playing a few games, people can jump off the bandwagon a little bit, and as soon as you get back in form, they jump back on. So it's nice to, um, I guess, figure those things out a little bit and, and listen to the people that that really matter the most.
1: Mm. It's not always about working harder either. It's just about really working smarter. And as you said, you listen to Ken, don't listen to the outside noise.
3: Yeah, that's it, and sometimes it's uh, a little bit of luck as well with the bounce of the ball and those sort of things that um, can just flick your way every now and then, and um, I feel like um, that's probably happened the last couple of weeks, and, um, yeah, it's nice to have people um, get around me a bit, but um, in saying that, if I have a bad game this week, they'll probably be off the bandwagon again. So, um, yeah, I'll be just listening to um, the people... Inside the footy club and, and the people whose opinions I respect yeah. the most.
1: Those front runners, I'll never drop off you, Connor Rosie. <laughs> hey?
3: Love that, Rory, love that.
1: <laughs> oh, wasn't it a shame you couldn't carry Robbie off at his 250th? Jeez, football's a leveler, isn't it?
3: It is, yeah. It's. Um. It was a bit sad, to be completely honest. I didn't realise yeah. he wasn't out there until later in the game. And it was, um. Yeah, it was a bit sad, but obviously it's good news that he's He's obviously going to be able to come back for the end of the season. But, um, yeah, like you said, it's a bit sad that we weren't able to cheer him off in his 250th, but he's been a a great great player for the football club over um, a very extended period of time now. And um, I think all the boys... I um, really love playing with him, so it was nice to get the win
1: for him. Yeah, there's U, you, um, Butters, Fantasia, Woodcock, Robbie. I apologise if I've left any of them out. Well, Farrell maybe is another one, but now you've unearthed another little fella. His name's Dylan Williams. He kicked six. He's cut from the same loaf. Tell us about him.
3: Yeah, he, um, I actually lived with him for about six months last year, so know him pretty well. He, um He's one of those boys that you can just put, put deep. He plays a little bit like Robbie Gray out the goal square and um, it's really dangerous around the goal. He's a bit of a goal sneak. Um, so you'll probably see him playing pretty deep um, if he plays. And, yeah, it's obviously been really nice for him to hit some form. He's um, had a bit of injuries over the last couple of years that he's been at the football club, but it's really nice for him to hit some form now and uh, and get a bit of a reward for effort.
1: Another little neat left footer, isn't
3: he? Yeah, he's a left footer. and yeah. he's, um, he's got a bit of skill about him as well.
1: Yeah, great work. What have you heard about the Swans game?
3: Not much, to be completely honest. I think they might be moving the game forward a little bit. But other than that, we've been kept in the dark a bit. So um, I think it's really just based upon um, the government rules and Um, you'll probably hear about it at the same time we do. Yeah. The cannon
1: told us yesterday that one thing will be for sure, you'll have to do that 48 hours ISO after the game like you did for um, Geelong, Connor.
3: Yes, unfortunately, um, that is the case there be another couple of days at home. But, um, yeah, I think we're pretty fortunate compared to a lot of the clubs who have had to go into state and stay away from home for a bit. So I don't think we'll be complaining.
1: Yeah, we don't go getting an RSI with that gyro stick, all <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> I won't spend too much time. <laughs> oh, I've got to get a new gag.
1: Connor, keep up the great form. We love watching how the team's going about it. Um, another big game. Look, they all are. you got Sydney at home. Looks like it'll be twilight. They're a top eight team. You can, you know, snuff them out. And um, have a ripper, and as always, thanks for your time.
3: Perfect. Thanks for having me again, Roy Cheers, mate.
1: Great, man. Corner Rosie, ripper. All
0: thanks to Newspot MG. Text messages coming through thick and fast on the Joel Selwood situation. This one said, Roy, I'm with you. I love a bit of niggle. Played rugby loved rubbing players' heads in the mud, walking over their calves while I walked over them. Someone said, I like the way Greg Phillips dealt with the pesky Stephen Rowe. He just <laughs> he swatted did. him like a fly. <laughs> he did. My- there was one
1: ripper. He gave me a two-inch punch I'd Albert and Oval, I, because I must have been niggling him. And now that I know the great that he is, Greg, as a bloke and as a man and as a player, one of the absolute greats. I wished I didn't shoot my gob off. But he gave me a two-inch mm-hmm. punch that my head moulded back into the ground and and it was under mud. I just, and I got up, and my head print was just in the Albert and Oval
0: I turf. saw Danny Green give Best you Best two-inch punch I've ever had. Danny Green gave you one. Hey, so his almost,
1: wasn't bad, and that cost me my gallbladder. I was about
0: to say, it almost put you in hospital. <laughs> Mike said there's nothing wrong with physicality, <laughs> but a jumper, scrunching, pushing and shoving, all part of footy. Of course it is. But foul play is always disliked in any sport. Agree and with Wally that. said no face-touching at all. Yes. Anyone that does is a sniping thug. Thank you, Wally, for that one.